Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you till 10 o'clock tonight as we continue to bask in the glow of Bryce Harper signing with the Phillies, finally ending this long saga. A lot to get through throughout the course of this show. We'll talk about the Sixers a little later on and... The disappointing loss last night, talked about it a lot when I was on earlier today, overnight. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that and the pressure on that team going into, you know, the last six weeks of this season into the playoffs. As if you were watching earlier today, what was going on in the NBA, um, the Boston Celtics continue to collapse. They lose again. They were getting blown out by Houston, made it competitive in the end, but once again, the Celtics lose. They're totally falling apart. Um, considering the fact they could be the Sixers' first-round opponent, a lot to pay attention to there. We'll get into the Sixers later on. A lot to get through throughout. A lot to get to throughout the course of the show. But we got to start with the Phillies and the fact that it's still hard for me to believe three days after the fact that Bryce Harper is actually here. You know, when you look back at this whole. This whole thing and this whole saga, it took so many twists and turns where I was one of those people. I never really believed that Bryce Harper was going to end up here at the beginning of this thing. I just thought it was it was almost too good to be true to get that kind of free agent, this kind of um, not just rare free agent, but in many ways, unprecedented free agent. I mean, this is a guy at 26 years old just entering his prime, has already won an MVP, six-time All-Star in seven years in the league, star power that many guys in that sport just do not possess. As great as Mike Trout is, you know, Mike Trout is a guy who doesn't possess, I, I don't think, the kind of marketability, the kind of star power that that Bryce Harper has found a way to to kind of harness in his time in the league so far. And the fact that the Phillies were able to secure this guy, able to get this kind of unprecedented free agent level talent into their organization is a major victory for this team, a major victory for this city. And it's something that we will celebrate for a long time. I mean, the fact that you get this guy, you don't only get him for a potential short-term deal, no opt-out. You have him here for 13 years. This is... As close to, I guess, a marriage in sports as you can get. When you talk about a 13-year contract, no trade clause, no opt-outs, Bryce Harper's here, and Bryce Harper is here for the long haul. And it's a great signing by the Phillies organization, by Matt Klintak, by John Middleton. you got to give the Phillies front office a lot of credit, and something we're going to get into a little later on is – the the management in this town, the front offices 
in this town kind of having a new approach and an approach that I think fans can really appreciate. And the aggressiveness that the Phillies organization showed in going out and get, and uh, getting this guy is something that you can be happy with and something you can be proud of. I mean, as good as a player as Bryce Harper is, committing $330 million to any player is a major commitment. And it is a, I guess you can call it a risk in some regards. You know, the fact that health is never guaranteed. This guy at 26 does have more wear and tear on him than a typical 26-year-old would have because most guys just don't come up to the major leagues at 19 years old, and he's missed some games. But for the most part, has played, you know, a a great majority of the games through his seven years in his career. And it's a signing that, even if it just moderately works out, the fact that you put Bryce Harper right next to Reese Hoskins, you build around those two with Aaron Nola, some of the other young players you have in this lineup, some of the young guys on the staff, you supplement that by going out and getting a JT Real Muto, getting an Andrew McCutcheon, getting a Gene Segura. And you look at what the Phillies have done this offseason. They have completely overhauled their lineup. And it sets them up when you get a guy like Harper in here for the long-term deal that they got him in here for. It sets you up not just for the short term, but for the long term. I mean, this is a team that is set up to compete at a high level, at the highest level, for a long period of time. You look back at that era, that great era of Phillies baseball, from 2007 to 2011, and the Phillies were the show in town. The Phillies were the party in town. It was was unbelievable. And that is, to me, The best part of this whole thing is that baseball is finally back relevant in Philadelphia. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, The past couple years have not been that much fun. Last year, they were competitive for a while. They were in first place in early August, but everybody kind of knew that team wasn't a playoff caliber team. Everybody knew that wasn't a, a, a playoff caliber offensive lineup that could you know, sustain enough to get you into the postseason. And even if you were to get their win in the postseason, that just wasn't going to happen. But the fact that baseball is back relevant in this town now is is something to be celebrated. And you look back at that era from 07 to 11, it was awesome, but it was only five years, which is not a huge window of time. The Phillies, what they have now, when you look at the young players that they that they have on this roster and locked in here for quite some time. You look at the fact that they could not only be re-entering that phase of of greatness, that, that kind of golden period, but it could be extended even longer. Like this window that the Phillies have, I don't think is a five-year window like that one was. I think you're looking at an eight to ten-year window. And who knows what can happen in two years, as Bryce Harper mentioned during his introductory presser, when you talk about the possibility of adding a guy like a Mike Trout, who is the best player in baseball, who is one of the best players that sport has ever seen, potentially down the line. 
And regardless of what you think of Bryce Harper, I know a lot of people um, had soured on him a bit during this whole process. And, I mean, I get it. I get the frustration. I was frustrated last week, too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, if you follow me on, on Twitter, I was, I was extremely negative at the beginning of last week, which I apologized for last night. I was, I was very pessimistic on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when you hear the Giants and the Dodgers re-entering the fray. I was very pessimistic that this thing was going to happen. I bought into that narrative that Bryce Harper wanted to play out West. I bought into that narrative that he didn't want any parts of coming to Philadelphia, and I was dead wrong, and I'm glad I was dead wrong. But this team is built not only to compete the next couple years, but compete long-term as well. And, you know, Bryce Harper, I know the introductory presser is, you know, it's almost a formality. Guys pretty much know what to say. But as far as, you know, how Bryce Harper could have possibly come off, he couldn't have come off any better. I mean, he he literally knocked that that presser out of the park. And what what I'm thinking about now, is the fact that, yeah, this team is built for the long term. And that is fun to think about. And we've been talking a lot about the big picture over the past couple days and what the next decade plus could look like when it comes to the Phillies. But I also want to kind of discuss what is a realistic expectation for this team this upcoming season. And if you want to get in, 888-729-729. 9494 pound 9494 and your AT&T and Verizon cell is how you do so. But what is a realistic expectation for this team this year? Because, I mean, the division is really good. The NL East could very possibly be the best division in baseball. With the exception of the Marlins, you look at the Nationals, the Braves, the Mets, obviously the Phillies. These are four teams all capable of potentially winning the division, being a wild card team. And at least one of them is going to be totally left out. I mean, you could just see two of these teams potentially playing for the wild card. But what do you expect from this team in kind of year one of the the winning process, I guess you can call it? Because last year, even though they were in first place for a while, that was still rebuilding year. Let's face it, that team was not a playoff caliber team. They made some moves at the deadline to supplement and help them down the stretch. But I think the organization kind of knew, if you ask them in an honest moment, if you ask Matt Klintak in an honest moment last year around the deadline, they knew that team wasn't good enough. They knew that team had, you know, been in first place for four months on mainly smoke and mirrors. They're winning a lot of games two to one, a lot of games three to two. But offensively, they just didn't have the firepower that they needed to close that thing out, win the division, and if they got to the postseason, win in the postseason. And they still do have some weaknesses going into this year. I don't think their weaknesses are as glaring or as great as many people do. And I know a lot of people probably disagree with me on this, but I just don't think starting pitching is as important or as valuable as it used to be in Major League Baseball. I don't. And I know this team, uh, when you look beyond Aaron Nola, there are a lot of question marks. I mean, Jake Arrieta, I thought, had a disappointing year last year. You look at the other guys, Pavetta, Eflin, Velasquez, Eikhoff was hurt most of the year, but those other guys, inconsistent. You know, they look good at times, 
but other times they go out and get shelled, and, and you never knew what you were getting from start to start. And that is a bit of a concern, but the way the game is trending with the analytical approach, with the matchup-based approach, especially how Gabe Kapler likes to manage, you know, I think it's more important these days to have a strong bullpen, which I believe the Phillies do have. Do they need to add starting pitching? Yeah, they do. I, I don't think they necessarily need to add it now. Starting pitching is something you can get in July. I, I, I've been saying it for weeks now. People freak out about whether the starting pitching is going to be good enough to keep the Phillies in it. And the bottom line is, when you get to July 15th, around the trade deadline, two-thirds of the league are selling. Two-thirds of the league are out of the mix, and they're, you know, trading, trying to accumulate prospects. So you'll be able to pick up a starting pitcher or two in July if you need that then. I'd rather do that than go out and give a ton of money to a Dallas Keuchel right now. I, I I don't want the Phillies to sign a guy like that. I would rather the Phillies stand pat, maybe sign more of a mid-level guy, more of a mid-level veteran pitcher, or 3-4 to kind of supplement your rotation. But what do you think this team can, can be expected to do this year? They overhauled half the lineup. The offense is going to be far better, far better than they were last year. You look at basically what they did. You're replacing Nick Williams, Carlos Santana, Jorge Alfaro, and Scott Kingery with Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, JT Realmuto, and Gene Segura. They are massive upgrades across the board. And, you know, I'm excited to watch a Phillies team be able to score runs again, be able to hit again. That's another thing about watching that team last year. They weren't that entertaining. I mean, let's be honest. It's not that entertaining to watch a a two-to-one game, a three-to-two game. I remember thinking back to, you know, 07-08 and the Phillies falling behind 6 nothing in the second inning of a game, and you had no doubt they were going to be able to come back with the firepower they had offensively. And I couldn't be more excited to see that era of baseball, that, that style of baseball, returning to Citizens Bank Park. I, I can't wait for this season. And this Bryce Harper signing has clearly, Clearly, if you listen to the station, listen to people around town, um, it's reinvigorated people as far as their their love and passion for baseball in this city. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. If you want to get in, let's get started on the phones with Bill in Quakertown. What's happening, Bill? Hey, Tom. How you been? I, I was listening to you last night on the overnight show and stuff, and uh I never got a chance to listen to the Bryce Harper thing because I was in Clearwater for the last 10 days, and I was at the Philly Spring Training game on uh, Wednesday when they were playing the Twins. Nice. And they were doing good, but they left bases loaded, and they could not get that one hit and stuff to get them over top where they were last year and stuff. And the next day, they signed Bryce Harper. In fact, when Bryce Harper was having his interview, I was leaving Clearwater Beach passing the stadium and stuff at the time he was doing thing to come home. And I can't agree with you more on what you said. The Phillies, if they don't win the division, they will win a wild card, and maybe even the two wild cards could come out of that place. You know, I, I think that NL East is going to be very, very, very competitive next year. It'll be the talk of the town. And with Bryce Harper there, 
I mean, you can tell that the town is now excited because, what, they sold a whole bunch of tickets and stuff right after they signed them. Yeah, I mean, they so, sold a whole I, bunch. I know the city's behind them. Yeah, they sold a whole bunch of tickets, Bill. And, and it's funny because just, you know, working here, you, you listen to the station a lot. And the fact that just it's been nonstop baseball for, you know, the last week or so since the Harper stuff really picked up. It, it's oh, fun. Yeah. It's fun that it's it's kind of return to the city like the passion for baseball has returned to the city and it makes you think back to those times in 07 08 through 2011 where you know it felt like eagle season didn't really start till mid-october when the phillies went out of it i i know and it's just like the phillies you know uh people are i, I definitely i was excited it seemed like i couldn't stay down the spring training a little bit longer I actually see him play but uh you know uh question though though now that Bryce Harper's on the team, what's it with uh, Nick Williams or uh, Altair? Are they like maybe – is there like a trade rumor around or something like that to ship them out, maybe to get a starting left-handed pitcher? That's interesting, I mean, Bill, and I haven't seen anything concrete yet. I would expect one of them gets – I'd expect Williams gets traded. I, I mean, I, I'd like Williams as a fourth outfielder. He showed last year oh, yeah. that he's a good pinch hitter. He was really effective as a pinch hitter last year. So I wouldn't mind if they kept him around in that role, but I just think if they are looking to move one of those guys for a starting pitcher, you could clearly get more for Nick Williams than you could for Al- Altair. Oh, oh yeah, or uh, Abdul Herrera or something like that, or maybe if you know if Quinn can stay healthy at least, so like he seems to be a pretty decent ball player. Yeah, and I hear I appreciate the call, Bill. Thanks, man. And that that's why I think. Oduble is not really on the trade block. I've heard people mention possibly maybe he could be moved. Whatever. I don't think that's happening because the pro- Roman Quinn, I'm not a Roman Quinn guy anyway. I, I don't like, you know, the idea of guys that give you no power whatsoever, which, you know, Roman Quinn, I, he's a nice player. He's an effective player. I like him as like a fifth outfielder, but number one, he gives you no power. Number two, he can't stay healthy. And you can't, even if you were gonna even if you did commit enough to Roman Quinn if you felt you could commit to him as your starting center fielder and eight hole hitter you can't trade Odubel Herrera because you can't rely on Roman Quinn to stay healthy healthy in center field and when you look at your other options for that position Bryce Harper is not suited to play center field he played center field some for the Nationals last year but he's a better corner outfielder he's a right fielder that's what he is Andrew McCutcheon, at his age, is not an elite center fielder. And, the you know, the wear and tear that your body takes playing center field, the amount of ground you have to cover, I don't think that would be a great idea either. So I still think they believe in the potential of Oduble. I do, too. I'm not a huge Oduble guy like some other people are, but I wouldn't trade him. I think the guy out of the outfield that's most likely to go is Nick Williams. I wouldn't be upset if they kept Nick Williams, as I said. I think he's a good fourth outfielder. Uh, showed last year he's one of a few guys that can be effective in that pinch hitting role, which is not easy to do. So I would uh, I consider keeping Nick Williams, but I think if they're looking to trade one of those guys for starting pitching help, he'd be the most likely to move on. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon cell. What are you? Do you believe it? Three days later, that Bryce Harper is actually a Philly. How do you feel about the move? And you know what can we expect from this team this year? We talked a lot about the big picture of what the next decade is going to look like, but what can we expect from the Phillies this year? Can they win the division this year? Can they potentially be playing in an NLCS? 
this season? Or will their weaknesses in the starting rotation kind of hold them back? I'd love to get your opinion on it. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell. I'm Tom Kelly, Mike to Fury, Mike too fast to Fury, as uh, Ricky Ricardo likes to call him, producing the program. I'm Tom Kelly, WIP Sports Time, 621. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly, with you until 10 o'clock. In addition to the Phillies and Bryce Harper stuff, um, We'll talk about the Sixers. And also, as you heard earlier, uh, one of the promos in that break, the Eagles Town Hall coming up next Monday at McGurk's and Horsham. I'll be there working with the morning show that day, as I usually do on remotes here at the station. And it's kind of crazy that, you know, for an offseason as big as this one is for the Eagles, that, you know, it's not something we've really discussed recently because we've been so consumed with the Bryce Harper stuff, so consumed with the, you know, Sixers making their late season run. But a week from tomorrow is that legal tampering period officially starts, which is really the open of free agency. And it'll be very interesting to see what the Eagles do. Uh, Eagles, obviously, uh, we will talk about as well if you want to get in on that. Um, talk about later on their moves this week which I thought were tremendous, bringing back Brandon Graham and uh, extending Jason Kelsey, two guys who should be Eagles for life, certainly. Uh, two pillars of this organization. Guys who have done so much for this organization, been through really three different eras of the organization, from the end of Andy Reid, through the, the chip era that we all wish we could forget, and on to Doug Peterson, so... Uh, some good moves there. We'll talk about the Eagles as well if you'd like to get in on that. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell. Uh, in regards to the Phillies, we talked a lot about the long-term expectations and, you know, potential getting Trout in a couple of years, Bryce Harper signing the 13-year deal, the fact that this should be a long window for this team. But what can we expect this season? What do you expect this team to accomplish this year? I mean, they were a few weeks away from potentially winning a, a bad division last year, which is much improved now. Uh, the Nationals, I think, will be back to form this year. Braves are improved. Signing Donaldson. Mets getting Cano. They've made some good moves. And the Phillies, obviously, overhauling half their order, are much improved as well. This, I think, is the best division in baseball right now. Right up there with the AL East, you know, NL West, some of these other divisions. but. What can we expect? What do you expect from the Phillies this year, and what could potentially hold them back? 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So let's go to Mike in Tampa once talk a little Eagles. What's up, Mike? Uh, hey, Tom. Uh, Aaron Gobra. Hey, get ready for Patty's Day. Nice. There you I go. Had, <laughs> I had him for LA, 100%. Um, from Philadelphia, born, raised, the whole thing, not too far from the spectrum. <clears throat> Excuse me, South Philadelphia. I even went down to Clearwater today and watched him play the Twins. Got a chance to meet Bryce Harper. Very generous with his autograph, saying hi to the kids. In fact, we pushed the kids up first so they could obviously get autographs and so forth and so on. And he was a gentleman. And what was scary, he hit left, right, center, like as if he knew where he wanted to put the ball. And one was like, like Ruthonian. I mean, like well, he just pointed. And then he hit 10 homers. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I feel like watching him take batting practice is pretty awing because he he the kind of power that he has is pretty 
extraordinary. I mean, he, when he hit the 10 homers, it was like, okay, like, what else can he do? And he just says he needs about 45 more at-bats. I mean, he's very scientific in his approach, almost like a Ted Williams mentality, very scientific. Everything is, you know, I know he lived in Vegas. His father made sure he played 100 Little League ball games, and he would take him all different parts of California to improve anything he could do to make him, you know, at his um, at his best. And it was it was just it was really exciting. It was a big crowd, uh, weather wise. Was you know semi this and semi that. But this last thing, I'll leave you with a Phillies question, a trivia question. Mm-hmm. Who had the most hits? It's real easy. It's a Philly question. Okay. Who had the most hits in the fifties? I know you love trivia, Tom. Who lo- had the most hits in the fifties? Sixties, seventies, and eighties. I'll give you a clue. Two played for Philadelphia. Uh, three of them played for Pennsylvania, and one played in the Midwest. All right. Well, I appreciate the call, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I- I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I mean, I guess two pay- played for Philadelphia. What? Maybe. I mean, Mike Schmidt, right? Uh, two. One played in Pennsylvania. Maybe Roberto Clemente. I don't know. Um, I'm not great. I'm not great with trivia, especially that that was before my time, man. You got to give me, you got to give me some some newer stuff. I, I've you know I wasn't born till '87, going back before my time there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure as as Mike said there, the crowds down in Clearwater over the next couple of weeks are probably going to be pretty incredible. I wish I was going down there. Um, I've never been down to Philly spring training, and I guess if you're ever going to go. This is probably the year to go. Uh, and if you, in case you missed it, it looks like Gabe said that Bryce Harper probably won't be taking the field for a game until next Saturday. So probably just working out this week, uh, getting back into form. But it looks like next Saturday afternoon will be the first time that he plays a, a spring training game with the Phils. So um, should, uh, unfortunately, if you're down there this week, Probably won't get to see Bryce Harper, but uh, if you're planning a last-minute vacation, uh, after next Saturday is probably when you'd want to go if you uh, want to see Bryce Harper. 888-729-9494, pal 9494, AT&T, Verizon Cell. Let's go to Ray in Levittown. What's up, Ray? Hello. What's going on, man? Uh, you know what? There's a lot of ramifications with this Harper signing. I mean, we're not even done yet, right? I mean, we can still pick up a, a couple of pitchers, I think. Yeah, they could. I mean, I am not... As, That's the as, only worry I have about. I mean, their pitching might might yeah, hurt them. I'm not as keen on going out and signing like a Dallas Keuchel to a high money deal. I'd look at maybe one of the mid mid level guys like a Gio Gonzalez who would cost less. Uh, I'd like a guy like that. And like uh, a caller said earlier, you could always move one of those extra outfielders like a Nick Williams for starting pitching as well. Yeah. And, and that that covers this this year, which uh, you know for the long term. I mean, God knows what countless free agency can attract because he's locked up for so long. Yeah, that was one of the interesting things, Ray, that Harper said in in his presser. He mentioned Trout, but just in general, as far as saying he wanted to be somewhere where he would be, you know, kind of married to for a long time, where he could recruit players. I thought that was an interesting part of the press conference, that that he really is looking at this and thinking long-term and thinking that he could possibly recruit guys to Philadelphia in in years to come. Absolutely. And you know what? The immediate impact is, as I was sitting, in, I was having a drink after because I had to work today. Mm-hmm. The three JOs that were saying how we should have kept Falls and traded Wentz for a bag of balls, my blood pressure didn't even go up as a spike, not even a bit, because I'm so happy. And I, because if this was Thursday, 
we'd still be arguing, and I might even be fighting them right now. So. Yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you, right. <laughs> I actually said to them, can't you just be happy that we just signed, you know, we signed Bryce Harper, for Christ's sake. You're talking about Foles and Wentz? It, yeah, I got you, right. I appreciate the call, man. I cut out there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I the, the whole Foles-Wentz thing, that's that's over. I mean, that's that that don't let that argument raise your blood blood pressure anymore because that's over. Um, Nick Foles is gone, and if in case you saw the reports, um, Les Bowen tweeted out today that Nick Foles. It looks like the team most interested in him is Jacksonville, which makes sense. That that's kind of where I thought he would fit the entire time. And then I, uh, especially when they hired John D. Filippo as their new offensive coordinator. I thought that pretty much almost sealed the deal. You know, the fact that he was the offensive coordinator here when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he knows how to get the best out of Nick Foles. He knows what Nick Foles likes, what kind of system Nick Foles flourishes in. I always thought that was a um, a situation that made sense. That's a team that was in the AFC Championship game just two years ago with Blake with Blake Bortles. You know, you bring in Nick Foles in a system that he's comfortable with, a defense like that, you know, where he doesn't have to do a ton. They don't have to score a ton of points. Um, I think that situation makes sense, and uh, I do think in the end that's where he's going to end up. 888-729-9494, pound 949 for AT&T, Verizon Cell. Now, part of the Bryce Harper thing and just this move and what it represents, I talked about it a little bit during my overnight show earlier today, but what the Bryce Harper move represents in terms of, of Phillies baseball being back relevant in this town. And the fact that it really hasn't been since 2011. I mean, you know, they, they had the disappointing loss in 2011, the Cardinals. 2012, they sold at the deadline. In the end, they made a run. They actually almost did get in the postseason that year. Um, and you, they lost three out of four to Houston when Houston was rebuilding. And that kind of sealed their fate, unfortunately. And then you had the couple years where Ruben Amaro refused to rebuild. And I talked about some of those teams that we we will. I do want to go into some of those names later on in the show uh, from those that horrible era of Phillies baseball, like 13, 14, 15, when they were just refusing to rebuild. It was a bunch of veteran scrubs on this team. But. Really, since 2011, baseball has not been relevant in Philadelphia. And just thinking back to 2007 to 2011, when it was the main show in town, like it really was, as I I said a couple callers ago, that, you know, it felt like Eagle season didn't start till like October. Like the Eagles were in the background in September. The Eagles were in the background until the Phillies were eliminated. And it's such just such a great feeling as a Phillies fan to have baseball back and relevant again. And because of that, you know, as we look forward, we also do look back to that great time and, and how awesome it was, that five-year period of Phillies baseball. I'd like to get some of your best memories from that period, from that 2007 to 2011 period of Phillies baseball. You know, obviously winning the World Series is, is is the tops. Nothing beats that. But I had Sunday ticket planned during that time. And part of having that kind of package is you get to go to, like, one game each series. I had tickets from 08 to 2010. And, 
you know, I got to go to some amazing games. And when you look at some of the postseason memories in that era, or even some of the regular seasons, like think back to 2007, the four-game sweep over the Mets when Chase Utley came back from a broken hand. And those kind of moments that, that meant so much that, you know, at, my, at that point in my life, 2007, I had never seen the Phillies really be any good. I was really young in 93. I don't really remember much in 93. You know, I grew up in the late 90s when the Phillies were dreadful. Early 2000s, you know, they got Tommy. They finally got a little better. But 2007 was really the first time at like 20 years old that I got to see the Phillies be relevant. And it was a fun time in my life. I was in college for that period. I was, you know, going to games all the time, taking the subway from Temple. It was awesome. But as we look forward to this next great era of Phillies baseball, I'd love to get some of your best memories from that five-year period from 2007 to 2011 whether it was, a, you know, one of the great postseason games, great regular season memories. As we look to the next great era of Phillies baseball, I'd love to get some of your memories from that past great era as well. 888-729-9494, 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell. What can we expect from the Phillies this season? They overall half the, Ross, uh, half the uh, offensive lineup should be greatly improved. What can we expect from them this year? 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon. Cell. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly. If you're out on the roads tonight, uh, be careful out there. It looks, it looks messy from where we are at 4th and Market. I can't really tell if it's snowing out. It's pretty dark. I know it's wet out there. It was uh, I, I got poured on walking in. I live in the city, so I can walk into work. So I'm always able to uh, come in during these kind of weather events. But uh, be careful out there. I know we're supposed to get a decent amount of snow tonight. So uh, make sure you're um, taking all the precautions necessary if you're out on the road. 888-729-9494. PAL 9494. AT&T, Verizon, Cell. Talking uh, a lot so far about... Bryce Harper and this this huge move. I mean, it really is such a massive acquisition, not just for the Phillies, but for the city. To get a free agent like this is unprecedented. It really is. Guys like this in Major League Baseball do not hit free agency. They get re-signed. You look at a guy like Nolan Arenado, he signed an extension. Most guys do. That's why the Machado-Harper situation this offseason was so polarizing. Because those kind of guys don't hit free agency just doesn't happen a 26 year old guy heading into his prime it's very very rare so the fact the Phillies were able to pull off this signing is huge for their future but also for the short term and that's what we've been talking about is what can you expect from them this year they're in a tough division they still have weaknesses in the starting rotation still have weaknesses uh, with the pitching staff but the offense is so vastly improved that even in an improved division, I think they can win the division this year. I think they can get back to the postseason and really kick off another great era of Phillies baseball. And that that led me to start thinking back to the last great era of Phillies baseball from 2011 to two, or 2007 rather through 2011, and how unbelievable of a period that was. That it was only eight years ago. It seems like longer. It really does. And that window was only five years. The fact that now 
you have the chance for that kind of baseball for it to be, but for it to be over like a decade long period is even more special. But, you know, thinking back to that time made me kind of think about those great times and think about some of the great moments, which there were many from 2007 to 2011, be it postseason or regular season. I want to get uh, some of your great moments from that last golden era of Phillies baseball as this season hopefully jumpstarts us into another one. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So let's go back to the phones. Ron and Ridley. What's up, Ron? Yo, Ron. What's up, man? TK, you there? I'm here, Ron. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I'm okay. sorry. I just wasn't ready. Uh, I saw this thing on, uh, I don't know if you saw it, E60 about Harper. I did not see it. Oh, it was pretty good. I, I didn't catch all when I was at work, and uh, it showed him going back to when he was 14, and then he uh, quit school, and then went, to, went into the draft or whatever, and then he got his GED. He was really good at uh, yeah, the Walton. I heard Scott Boris, his agent, talking about that a little during the presser yesterday. And yeah. it's really amazing. His path is is so interesting because he was so talented at such yeah. a young age that he was playing, you know, the people forget, man, that he came up at 19. Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, they're guys that didn't come up till they were 26. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's 26 right. now. He's been in the league seven years. Dude, that's a lot of experience right there. It is. I mean, yeah. the other side of it is that does mean he's got more wear and tear on his body than a yeah. typical guy would. But, hey, I mean, I, I think he's just entering his prime. Maybe he's the, got the mojo to get him over to – I mean, there's so many new guys on this. I, I lost interest in baseball after the last couple of years. But to know all these new players, I don't even – you know, like the guy from Florida – I never watched, you know, who watches Marlins games? You might know about the guy and the guy from Seattle. I mean, you really have to be into baseball to, to know these guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Ron, I, I agree. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie and tell you I've seen a ton of Gene Segura, a ton of J.T. Romito. I've, I've heard of, about yeah, them, and I've heard yeah. what they can do. Obviously, playing with the Marlins, you see Romito a little bit. But it's it's cool now, though. That we're back to the, we are going to be paying attention every day. We are going to be watching the yeah, Phillies definitely. every day, and that's a good feeling. Uh, let me switch to the. Uh, you think Temple's got a run in him? Do I think Temple's got a run in him? Uh, watch out for Dumpy. Yeah, Ron. You know, you know, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a Dumpy guy. Good, you know, know, good for them. They got a win over a four-win team today. That's great. Um, we'll <laughs> see. I mean, I want, I, I went to school there. I want them to get in. I'm a Temple fan. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I'm glad that they'll be moving on after the season. Nothing against Fran, great guy and everything, but it's time to move on. You know, we'll see. I funny, hope they do. It's funny you said that because I met him at a golf club one day out front because I was working there. Uh-huh. And he's just like you say, nice guy, everything. And uh, I was telling him I was following his program and all, but uh, I just, you think you got another Rand in you for him? <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe later on. I'll try. I'll try to get one in a little later on. I appreciate the call, man. You were cracking me up. Uh, thanks, Ron. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, maybe later on. I'll give a friend. Fran was on with Rob and Hollis today. I don't. You know, I've been down that path plenty of times. Um, we'll see with Temple. I, I'm a, I'm a Temple fan. I I went to school there. I am big into the basketball. Pro- I I like the basketball program. I'm I'm a Temple basketball fan. 
I just think it is time to move on. I've said that a ton of times. Uh, I like Fran Dunphy as a guy. I think two tournament wins over the course of 14 years is not good enough. Said that many times, but I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. Hopefully they do have a run in them. Unfortunately, with this group, I, I don't really see it happening. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 at and So let's go to Rob in Philly. What's up, Rob? Hey, Tom. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I'm just uh, called to talk some <clears throat> silly topic at hand. First off, uh, just I do have a memory from the 08. Rihanna talked about the current team, but first off, I just want to say, as a Philadelphia sports fan, it's a great time, you know, with all these young, you know, superstars in our in our area, and the fact that we have this, and I think it you can't underestimate the fact that we have. Now have an owner like John Middleton, who almost like is trying to be like a George Steinbrenner in a way where he's clearly showing like you know what like he ain't afraid to spend money. Like the fact that we were even rumored like even though it was slim chance like Harper and Machado, the fact that we have an owner that is going to be in and take a chance for that is huge because we haven't had that in the past. Oh yeah, really, Rob. I mean, with the Phillies, like that's big. Yeah, Rob, and I, I respect that, and and you know. I started to think last week when it looked like they weren't going to get Harper, and, and it did look that way. It turns out that wasn't true. But I, I kind of started to think maybe that um, John Middleton was more all talk and wasn't going to back up his words. But you got to give him credit. He made those yeah. comments. He backed it up. He spent the money. And, you know, whether it works out or not, I love the aggressiveness. I love the aggressiveness to go for. Exactly. I mean, it, like – for so long, like, you know, the Eagles, I feel like since Lori's taken over, you can never underestimate them being aggressive. But with the Phillies, you know, with David Montgomery, and I know he's a great guy and everything, but, you know, there was still always, you know, when they moved in the stadium, they went for Tommy, and then, you know, then they kind of got out of their shell with, like, with Lee and, uh, you know, Halliday, the trades and the signings. Like, they started getting out more. And it just goes to show that in 2008, like, going back to that now, this that whole Phillies run, they're – like, this town, like, and it's an Eagles town, but I'll tell you what, this town, this city was painted red all that time because, I mean, Phillies just took over. That place gives you – Citizens Bank Park, when it's loud and it's bumping, like, you get chills. It's like being at the link during an Eagles oh, game. Like, it, you just get chilled. It was amazing, it, it, Rob. It, it was amazing being in that time, and, and it's awesome that, that it's going to be back. Do you have a memory for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick. The, so my memory, number one, would be the fact that – uh, Harry Callis went out, seeing Harry Callis do the last call before mm-hmm. he passed away, unfortunately, with the Phillies winning the World Series. On the field, uh, I was stuck between two, but I'll give you my one. Jimmy Rollins come, uh, leading the comeback against the Dodgers yep. uh, off of J- uh, Broxton and putting us in the lead. So I just one of the many great memories of that uh, that year. But thanks for taking my call, man. No problem, Rob. Thank you. And I'll tell you, know, I, I got to hit a break here, but I'll talk about that game when I get back. Uh, because that was one of mine, too. I was at that game, and it was incredible. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Continue taking your Bryce Harper calls. Also, your great moments from the last great era of Phillies baseball from 07 to 11. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.